Welcome back to the Melon Podcast. First time in a couple weeks. Good to see uh, Sally's face in the studio. Good to see Randy's face behind the ones and twos. Good to be back. We are we are the Melon, the Melon, the Melon Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Merriman. To my right, the lovely Sally DeFreeze. Sally, last day of November. Uh, you pumped for the holiday season to continue. I am. Uh, I'm having a December to remember tomorrow. A sales event? A sales event. Actually, I don't know what the Chevy one is called. Isn't Lexus December to remember? It, it's one of them. I, shouts to their marketing. I can remember the slogan. I can't remember the brand. I think it is Lexus. Is it Toyota uh, or is that Toyota-thon? I think that's Toyota-thon. I, your girl's getting a new car tomorrow. Whoa. Well, maybe not tomorrow exactly, okay. but I am making the strides towards getting a new car tomorrow. Wow. Yeah, family of four. You got to got to get that tahoe life oh here we go gas guzzler let's go what's hilarious is like i was really trying to get an electric vehicle oh yeah and there's just like not great electric suvs out right now not yet we're i think we're We're like five years away from something that's functional and like has the range to do what we're looking for yeah but we're not there yet so i went from like one end of the spectrum to the exact opposite and I'm getting a Tahoe. Let's ride. What color? I think the one that I'm looking at is like a, a blue gray metallic. Oh, okay. Is it uh is it the Tahoe like suburban or just Tahoe? Are just we are we Tahoe. stretching it or are we just going no, Tahoe? We're not stretching. Okay. I Will is pretty worried. Camp. I think he thinks that I'm gonna wreck this thing because it's very big. You're gonna have to. I mean, it may, hopefully it has like auto auto. Uh, it's got all signals. the it's got all the safety bells and whistles, if you will. Yeah. What's so. uh, Fritz is doing car seats still, right? Like that. Yeah, but it's, you it, uh, car seats now. Like you keep kids in car seats till they're like eight. Yeah, and then because the, it, it's car seat or it's like then they're in a booster, crib, then yeah. booster because it's just it's mostly to keep the seatbelt across the right. The but standard it, it has more to do not even with age. It has to do with like their weight and their height. Yeah, that makes sense because it's more about how the seatbelt can help. Right. Yeah. So like if you have a small kid, like they could be in a car seat till they're legit eight years old or yeah. a booster seat. Fritz is in a car seat. Charlie's in a also in a car seat. He's, he's, yeah, car, Charlie's the newborns have like the whole big ass like. He's thing. got yeah, like an infant car seat. Yeah. Fritz has like a forward facing situation. I got you. Okay. Um, before we get into it, I want to say thank you so much for uh, inviting me over for the John family Thanksgiving. Was it chaotic like you thought? It was. It was perfect. It was. It's a hard day for me. Uh-huh. And the um, it wasn't even chaotic. It was just the the, the amount of buzz and the amount of people um, you had, were a perfect distraction from a day that's traditionally difficult um, or lately difficult, I guess. But I had so much fun. The food was impeccable. Uh, the your family is filled with incredible people, uh, incredible chefs. Shouts to the turkey, which was some of the best I've ever had. Your sister, Lily, uh, and the cream corn delivered like I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. I, I, my expectations were sky high, and they beat them. Good. So uh, your sister, Natalie, made some rolls that were literally the best I've ever had. Um, so it was, it, was, it was well done all around. The family, okay. it, was, it was a fantastic time, and thank you very much for having me up there. One thing I we haven't even legitimately talked about this till this moment, oh but boy. I wanted to apologize. I don't think I spoke more than five words to you. The whole no, time. It, it was okay. I I I you know I I for a living I do sales and you know I was I was comfortable with anybody in that room. You we chopped you it up. did a great job of assimilating, but I, I was uh, unfortunately our child, our youngest, <laughs> was ill, and yeah, I poor was Charlie. With that yeah. we're good now, We're but good. it was a little, it's scary when they're that young. Yeah. So I was very stressed and dealing with that. I had uh, such a good time, actually, that I stayed for about two hours after you and Will left. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, when's Brett leaving? Yeah. I don't know. No, we were just like, hanging. We were watching football and, and hanging, so it was a great time. Okay, good. Well, you're welcome back next year. Thank you. All the years. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll get the, the recurring invite, so thank you very much. Yeah. I didn't have any uh, dessert, I don't think. Oh, I you did didn't have- You didn't have any pie? I didn't have any pie, but I you know what I did have? Sorry. I had Jules's- uh, What's it called? The, uh, ambrosia the salad. Ambrosia. Yeah. Because she, she was like, hey. Brett, how did you, you not have, have any pie? We have legitimately like 12 pies. I know. I, I didn't I didn't have any pie. I made myself a to-go plate because we were getting to the point where I was like, we have to go home mm-hmm. for both kids' sake. It sure. was just getting late. And so 
instead of having dessert there, I took my dessert to go. And then Will and I just like gorged our faces when we got home and got the right. to bed. There you go. It was a delight. Did you uh did you try my mac and cheese? Yeah, we loved your mac and cheese. Okay. I'm just just wanted to make sure. It was uh, people were raving about your mac and cheese. Huge addition. Huge addition. Mm, I'm glad it was. I did make sweet potatoes and mm-hmm. Randy, I have to say, mine were fine. They were good. But like no no like glowing reviews. So I might need to get either Randy's coming next year or I mm-hmm. need to get Randy's recipe because they were they were average. Okay. okay. They weren't a okay. standout. And I, I want all of my dishes to be standouts, personally. I gotta be I didn't I didn't try any. I, I apologize. It's on me. I went I did a strategic move of going four things and uh-huh. then I tried four more things on my second plate, none of which were the, the sweet potato. Did you like situation. the scalloped potatoes? Uh, super good. Yeah, good. those are really good. See, that was a knockout. My sweet yeah. potatoes were pretty meh. Did you do this? Did, were those your scalloped potatoes? Oh, yeah. Was there a situation where they may have been left out of the first run from Austin up to Georgetown? No, that was the sweet potatoes. Sweet, sweet potatoes, potatoes got okay. left and Harry had to go get them. <laughs> we get it. It's like, oh, crisis mode. You left yeah. the sweet potatoes. <laughs> no, I brought, I I had pre-made all the casserole things. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was like assemble the topping on the sweet potatoes. I brought the topping. I did not bring the actual sweet potatoes. They got were it. on our counter. Got it. Got it. Hell. But Harry saved the day. We got them. We made it work. Yeah, we made, we made it, work. it work. Well, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Hope everybody had a great holiday. Randy, how was yours? You have a uh, any any highlights from Trimbacky Thanksgiving? Nope. All right then. <laughs> are we are we, <laughs> we going to fight a... on this podcast too? <laughs> sure. Oh god! No, nah, it was just a standard old Thanksgiving, you know. Anything? Any highlights of the plate? Good turkey? Did you fry it? Uh, the ham was good because we ham. didn't do turkey. Okay. Uh, my my sister in law did uh like actual green bean casserole instead of like uh the condensed soup stuff. Oh yeah. And be Ooh, honest, okay. I like the just the the the, the condensed yeah, stuff. I, just I, I, the, I'm gonna more processed. The I'm better. gonna back you up on this because I have several times made homemade green bean casserole where you like make your own roux and everything. And make the crispy shallots, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, I want the canned green beans and the and the condensed and the cream and mushroom soup. Like, it somehow hits harder. It's just like yeah. a better consistency. They, they know it what is. they're doing. They know what they're doing. It's the same with with like we transitioned to stovetop stuffing just because it was like a funny tradition yeah. that we had. Versus like Grandpa used to do all the. The fixings with the stuffing right. and stuff. Well, your, the stuffing at the at your things was also phenomenal, by the way. Um, but once you go to stovetop, you're like, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like Chex Mix versus homemade Chex Mix just never hits the same. Yeah. I mean, the process something about stuff. the MSG in there. Yeah, it's exactly. Better. Uh, before we get going on our questions today, Sally, please subscribe on iTunes to the show. Follow on Spotify. Tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number, 888 362 M-A-I-L, that's 888-362-6245, or write in to the show to ask a question uh, in the link at our Twitter bio, at Mailin Podcast, or in the description of this episode. Uh, one quick follow-up we have from a previous question. Remember our friend who went to Frisco on a golf trip? Yes, had for Thanksgiving. A, yeah, solo Thanksgiving. Okay. He had a follow-up. Brett and Sally, I'm the guy that took a solo Thanksgiving trip to Frisco, Texas to play golf. I asked about doing Turkey Day solo. This really isn't a question, more of a thank you. I took the trip, crushed the golf, had a steak at a bar side table for Turkey Day, kept the reservation for one. The place was also dead. Honestly, it might have canceled the whole trip. First solo trip, and I've answered the question of why to every person here. But all in all, I do it again. And y'all pushed me over the edge to keep the trip. Lots to be thankful for, and the entire Washed Media family is part of that. If you ever get up to Fields Ranch East, don't go left or don't go into the bunker left on one. Thanks, y'all. Lots to love, ever upward. Shouts to our dude who took the trip. Super glad you did. Super glad we uh, we helped get you there. Yeah, love Absolutely. that. Absolutely, love that. Um, all right, let's dive in. I'll go first. Sweet. Hey, Brett and Sally, need some advice. I work in healthcare, and I am crushing on a sales rep that comes in a few times a week. Each time she comes in, we always talk. Even my coworkers have noticed that she approaches me, even though our roles don't really cross paths to do our jobs. I feel like she is interested in me, but for some reason I'm hesitant to ask her out. How should I go about doing that? Love the pod. Okay. First question for me here as a non-medical professional, what is the standard code of conduct when it comes to dating sales reps that come into the hospital? 
or doctors and sales reps and like how does that what's what's the unwritten rules there I don't think there are really that many. So it can happen where it it, it's not super frowned upon that somebody no. ends up in a relationship. Okay. No. That was question number one. Question okay. number two is if you're going out of your way to go talk to the sales rep, are you like negating your responsibility and are people sort of like looking at you funny that way? Are people like frowning upon you doing that or like, oh, check out so-and-so is crushing on the, the medical sales rep? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I, Without specifics, it's hard to like totally give a ruling on that. But in the OR, we have sales reps all the time. Mm -hmm. And I rarely are they interacting with me on any part of anesthesia. Unless sure. it's like something anesthesia specific, but rarely that's the case. Usually okay. it's some sort of ortho rep or yeah. usually it's some a rep for the surgeon. So whatever like, you know, tool they're using or for the Da Vinci robot, they did surgery yeah, on a grade. Okay. We, we have reps for that. So yeah. they are there for the surgeon, but we mm -hmm. interact with them just because we're in the same OR. Sure. Um, that would This would be like a great example of that. If, if I was mm. interacting with the, like one of the ortho sales reps, like really our jobs don't have anything to do with each other, but we're just like in the same vicinity. Sure. Um, I don't think, I, I don't think this is an issue at all. It's like mm -hmm. from a no one at at least at my work would be like this is weird like that's frowned upon okay. you know what I'm saying that's yeah I that changes my answer entirely because I'm like yeah. now I'm like go for it Don't yeah because there's no like I mean if you're thinking about any other job where like a salesperson is coming in it's probably very similar to that like yeah. where no one's gonna be like oh that's weird because they're not in your chain of command they're in a totally different situation it's a different silo right if, right like if you're if their sale depended on your marketing dollars or something then there's a conflict of right interest. If, if they started like dating the surgeon it'd be yeah different but yeah, like if yeah. you're some sort of ancillary staff or you're like an, one of the or nurses or you're an anesthesiologist or whatever it is like they're not yeah exactly what you're saying they're not like depending on their sale from you so yeah. i think that that's fine okay uh the only thing for me is like if it doesn't work out and gets awkward like is that are you going to sufficiently be able to avoid each other you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying sure yeah, Which I, get that. I feel like you have to weigh that risk benefit with any workplace relationship. Yeah. Of like, if I'm going to start dating someone at work and this goes south, like, will we be able to be cordial to each other? Sure, exactly. So I think hearing all of that information, you're changing. You're going to say go for it. I'm now. Now I'm now I'm in go for it mode. I I thought there would be some sort of stigma, like, hey, don't date the sales rep that comes in weekly and sells us stuff because then there's conflicts of interest and like i don't know if it was frowned upon and now knowing if it's different silos enough that it's kind of like okay yeah so how do you do that i mean that's how do you ask anybody out it's like did you ask you for just... her number or her instagram or hey you want yeah, do you want to get lunch together like on a break or something you know however that works in the in the medical world world yeah know. i think i think if you know what days she's coming in you know a little spruced up well, just like get her a coffee or something. Where your nice scrubs? Yeah, where your nice scrubs, the ones that like don't have ink stains all over the pockets like mine do, mm -hmm. and like bring her a coffee when she's there. You know, just like do that. a little flirting, uh, yeah. especially if you know what day she's gonna be there. But if not, mm -hmm. like just ask her to lunch or to. I mean, it's hard in healthcare to get lunch, at least in like a hospital setting, because most sure. of the time we're not able to like go. You want to get the sweet cafeteria? You want to go to the cafeteria and like. But if yeah. you are like in a in a hospital, if you're going down to get coffee or you're going down to get something from the cafeteria, mm -hmm. you'd be like, "Hey, do you want anything?" No, there you, you go. know, yeah, just kind of set the toss set it the, out there, put some seeds in. But I would I would just ask her out like you would ask anybody out. Yeah, hey, go outside of the work setting. I think yeah. that's really important because you don't want to make it seem like it has anything to do with work. You want to mm -hmm. move that out of that realm yeah and maybe maybe use work as a crutch to get you in the door but right then go out to applebee's and don't talk about work right yeah. i mean you, you definitely will talk about work like you'll complain uh, yeah, about yeah. shit like that but don't don't be like hey we should talk about your sales like mm. over a dinner like no yeah, your, your device sucked man but like i'm glad you're still coming over and selling to us so another another tip i had was a lot of times these sales reps holds like events like dinners and stuff oh to like, really okay for surgeons and people like that to like learn yeah. about their product so mm. if you can get invited to one of those then at least you could flirt in an out in a work setting that's outside of the workplace gotcha okay like at a true lux one thing the the only <laughs> at a true lux 
the only other thing I was going to say is like, if your team has something similar, like, Hey, our division is doing an end of the year party. Like I'm sure like what we do for advertising, we invite our clients and mm -hmm. if she's a client, then, Hey, Oh, do you want to come to our holiday party or whatever it might be? Maybe it's easier with more people around. So it's not as date feely initially. And then you can kind of branch off from there. Yeah. I don't know. Just giving ideas. Just, uh, yeah. Treat it like a, like any other ask out. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you'd do? If it goes well, make, make your, your dinner. Make your dinner. I grew up from With our friends chef. over at Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating clean. Let Green Chef take the work out of eating clean this holiday season with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes featuring fresh ingredients with nothing artificial. Choose from recipes featuring lean proteins like turkey and sockeye salmon, barramundi, tilapia, scallops, and shrimp. How about that seafood lineup? Certified organic whole fruits, vegetables, and eggs with plenty of whole grain options. Um, you can feel your best this holiday season, Sally, with seasonal recipes featuring certified organic fruits and vegetables, organic cage-free eggs, like we said, sustainably sourced seafood, and they offset 100% of their delivery emissions as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. They got meals for under 650 calories in the Calorie Smart uh, edition, protein-packed meals with at least 40 grams of protein on average per serving. Science-backed Mediterranean recipes and flavorful, plant-rich, vegan, and vegetarian meals featuring certified organic whole fruits and vegetables. How about that? You want to know what's on their menu right now? Yeah. Well, here we go. Weekly menu. We got sizzling harissa steak with mint crema. How about that? Some herbed chicken and bacon penne alfredo. Delightful. Delightful. Spicy coconut curry shrimp soup. Oof. Sign me up. Maybe you finish it off with a Middle Eastern style beef and rice bowl. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Their stuff is really good. And they give you, like I always say, the tools to be your own boss. They're not prepackaged. You get the, the thing like you went to the grocery store. You got to put it together yourself. Become a better chef like I have with Green Chef. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, here's the deal, Sally. For Green Chef's best deal of the year, Get $250 off. Serious? Wow. With code MAIL250 at greenchef.com slash MAIL250. Again, Green Chef's best deal of the year. Get $250 off with code MAIL250 at greenchef.com slash MAIL250. Sally, number two. Here we go. Hey, Brett and Sally. I find myself in what can only be described as the happiest time of my life, beaten down with sadness. I'm getting married in April next year to a man I love. My parents have never seemed on board with this, but have only voiced concerns in hurtful ways, i.e. that I have a lower standard of living because I sleep with my windows open when it's cool outside instead of running AC. Did I mention I work for the, one of the largest law firms in the country and definitely run the AC when I please? Three days prior to Thanksgiving, they drop a prenup that I never asked for on me. As a lawyer, I have issues. But here as a daughter, I feel violated, belittled, and frankly, infantilized. Did I say that? Infantilized? No. She feels like a child. Like infantile? Yes. Okay. I don't even know if I want a prenup. How in the heck do I get them to back off when they don't want me to talk to the attorney alone about my concerns. How do I keep my happiness top priority? Regrettably, my parents are also paying for the wedding and I can't help but feel that I'm a slave to their mercy in this chapter of my life. It sounds like her parents are familiar with the law field as well. Right. Okay, so the parents want her to sign a prenup with, this is not from the in-laws. This is from her parents. This is from her direct parents. Damn. Who okay. want her to sign a prenup for this wedding because they do not seem to approve of her marriage coming up. Whether it's the guy or the, 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 the marriage itself or the timing or whatever. They have a problem with something. And right. they are what feels like doing, taking steps to cover their ass in the case of it going wrong because they think it will, which is crazy. 
Okay. I mean, maybe crazy is the wrong word, but it's certainly hurtful. It's definitely hurtful. Um, okay. But here's, here's where anytime you're planning any, like a wedding, usually the relationship with your parents can be, um, contentious. Emotions are running pretty yeah. hot. Yeah. Even if you're on the same page about everything, it, it's still not an ideal time for right. most mothers and daughters. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, so here's where, here's what I think. Number one, I, um, I think you need to first ask your parents to like sit down and have a conversation and be like, why, why do you think that I need to sign a prenup? Like, tell me your exact thoughts on the, on him, on our marriage, et cetera. Okay. Get to the bottom and, and be as honest as, as right. possible. And as, as hurtful as that's going to be, it's better to have it out in the open versus like them just making snide remarks yeah. or you hear it from like your brother or sister or whatever it is. Like I would rather get it out in the open and know, um, yeah. you know, I don't, I th I think that I would it, if this was Will I would rather like know how, where my parents stood than just be wondering all the time. Yeah, you know? like a passive aggressive whatever's exactly. going on behind the Not scenes. Not wondering, kind of but thing. like yeah, no, if feeling I, almost thinking like versus hearing it from their mouths is almost worse because you're just like yeah, totally. totally. Number two, um, so I would get that out there. Mm -hmm. um, the thing about the parents is, yes, when they are paying for the wedding, you are beholden to them to invite who they want, do shit that they want. And, and that was a lot of the reason why Will and I did not have the wedding that we were originally planning. And it's like, I have a great relationship with my parents, but I knew that I didn't want to like my wedding to be an extension of them. I wanted it to be about us. So my parents still ended up paying for a lot of Will and I's wedding, but mm -hmm. it was on a way smaller scale that they were a lot more comfortable with. Had we done the bigger thing, it was going to be like fighting tooth and nail about every single thing, which sure. makes sense. It's a lot of money. Um, yeah. So when you, when your parents are doing, paying for something, they get a say because it's their money. So if you don't want to be beholden to them, you need to not have a wedding. Do something different. That they're okay. paying for. Where does the parental involvement, like, with a prenup specifically? So say you want, or like, hey, we're just going to elope and have 10 people at something. And it has nothing to do with the parents. Would Do you think in that case they still want a prenup? I'm sure that they still want a prenup because I'm in, the, in my mind they're probably trying to protect their daughter from whatever relationship, like whatever yeah. they think this relationship is. Exactly. Again, it's not their relationship. So that's my next point is like, you're not, like unless there's some sort of like family money trust situation that they're trying to protect mm -hmm. you again don't have to sign any sort of prenup with your fiance for their account you know like yeah, i mean they yeah. they legally can protect themselves in other ways from him getting their money if, if that's what they're worried about exactly so in in the case that they pass down their wealth it can go into something. They that can say that in a will that like, right. you know, it's, whatever. It, there's other legal tools that correct. don't need to be involved with a prenup. But like what I'm thinking is that this is more of a show of like we are not supportive of the marriage. Oh, totally. Right. Totally. And that's – you're absolutely right. This all comes down to like we got to get down to the bottom of that. Like to lay all the cards on the table right? before we are trying to attack or problem solve this. Can I say something that might sound kind of harsh? Sure. I'm not saying parents are always right. Um, I think I think that when I married Will, like my parents, it's probably like, not that they didn't picture me marrying someone like Will, but like I think every parent is probably picturing who their son or daughter is going to marry and it's not exactly who that person is. Okay. Obviously, like Will has a great relationship with my parents and mm -hmm. there was no issues there at all. But I think had my parents had any real reservations about it, that would probably make me pause. I'm really close with my parents. They mm -hmm. raised me for 18 years and I've continued to be close with them in the rest of my other, you know, my full 33 years. If someone's coming to you that you're close to, and this is not purely about money and they don't think he's like gold digging you. Mm -hmm. 
you may want to ask and like listen to what they have to say. Okay. Because I think it takes a lot. And clearly serving a prenup is like a passive aggressive way to do this. Yeah. Instead of sitting you down and like telling you this is what we think. But they're probably trying to protect you from something they're seeing. And it's worth hearing them out and like thinking critically and reflecting and meditating on like what they're saying. Okay. And the same way like vein of like do you tell your friend who like is with someone who sucks like that they suck for fear of like Mm -hmm. them being pissed at you or do you wait and then they break up and then you're like well now i feel like why didn't you fucking tell me yeah that's always a hard position to be in as the person receiving the news and also as the person who is giving the the, you know who's of course giving that conversation but i think if if you're if you're close with your parents and they're doing something like this. It's this is not just a like we're protecting our money. This means something to them. So yeah. I would at least reflect on what what they're saying. I don't not saying you have to go with it, but like there is a reason. Yep. They're probably not trying to just be spiteful. And I think that's a really hard yeah. position to come from. It's really hard to be a parent or a sibling or a friend of someone who's in a relationship that you don't support. And if if they tell you the reasons and you think those reasons are either superficial or stupid or what, you know, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. fine. That's great. But at least give them some thought. I'm not, like, trying to cause any problems in your relationship. But no, it's you, worth it's – you're worth, marrying them. It's worth listening to your parents without, like, an eye roll or without, right. like, a, a an immediate defense of point A, B, C. It's like, let's – Let's let's have a civil talk of how to get right. like, where 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 are we concerned on A, which sounds like money is part of it. Yeah, are we concerned about his like treatment of of her parents by him? Like, is that mm-hmm. could that be something? Um, so I, I think it's you're certainly right. It's worth digging civilly and like let's what what are our main concerns and then one by one flesh those out and maybe you bring him in on one when we're like hey. I don't know. Something's going wrong, or something's been something's pissed my parents off to the point that they're right. literally doing this. I I want you to know that they have hesitations here, yeah, and try to get his perspective or or apology or ex- explanation or something like that. Because the more this just stays kind of simmering, even post wedding and in all of this, it's gonna it's never gonna get better, right? Unless there's a come to Jesus kind of talk with it. And this is obviously a case by case basis. If you're yeah. not close with your parents, and this is like they're like super rich, and you talk to them one time a year, and they're handing this down, and like yeah, that makes more right. sense to me. Like, but mm-hmm. I also think if you don't confront this now, whether or not you confront it, you're gonna it's gonna it's already strained your relationship with your parents. So you are either going to get married and not have signed the prenup, or have signed the prenup and resent them for it. And for, to me, it's a no-win situation. You're going to be pissed at them regardless. And it's mm-hmm. probably going to strain how you go, your relationship with them moving forward. So for me, I'm I'm the confrontational type of like, let's get this out in the open beforehand, even if it makes things worse before they get better. Mm-hmm. But I, I say that only saying if you either let them bully you into a prenup, you're going to resent them. Or if you don't do it, they're going to be pissed at you. Right. And and so the cycle keeps going, right? It's like we need to break whatever passive aggressive cycle we have going on here in, in favor of communication. Where where do you stand on prenups? Um I my my gut reaction's like I'm never gonna ask for one mm-hmm. or never going to if I was if say I married somebody who was like, Hey, I need you to sign a prenup, I'd I'd feel comfortable signing it because I'd be like, I don't I, if I'm if I'm marrying you i feel good confident enough about this relationship that it's yeah. going to go for the next 60 years yeah so i i guess uh, the depending on how it was delivered yeah w- would make a difference but i i guess i don't have a problem with the idea of them just because i i would be the kind of the of the optimism or optimistic camp that's like oh okay i'm it's not gonna I'm not going to need it. So you don't think about saying something no. about your relationship, like that it's doomed to fail? No, I not not on the surface. I, you know, it's one say I won the lottery tomorrow and had a, a billion dollars and like yeah. somebody was like all of a sudden from seventh grade was like, oh my God, we should go get dinner. You know, I'd be like, 
okay, well, there's maybe there's I'm a different motivation. Kind of prenup before we go on different, date. Yeah, different motivations here. So maybe that's a different story, but I, yeah. haven't, I haven't haven't thought about it from that perspective, really. I I used to be very anti prenup. I used to okay. think like that's a horrible way to go into a marriage, thinking about that, like already thinking about the ending. Sure. Yeah. I think it's pragmatic though. Like I think yeah. going. Will and I did not sign a prenup, and probably because there was nothing to put in a prenup. <laughs> you get the, like here's uh, my student debt. Yeah. Uh, no, so we, you know, we didn't. I think I I totally agree with you. I think if we were getting married now and I gave him a prenup or vice versa, I think it's important to kind of put your pride aside and just be a little bit pragmatic. It's like yeah, not I mean, as much and I'm not I'm not trying to be cynical either. Like I love Will. We have two kids together. I think that we're spending the rest of our lives together. Of like I know that. But I also think that taking it as a full slight to your relationship. I think some people, it, you're either in one camp or the other. And I think mm -hmm. some people do take that as like an offense. Yeah. I think other people, especially people who are very type A lawyers, you know, things like that, usually tend to be like, this is just the smartest decision. It's like protecting yourself. Um, yeah. It, it's because it you never know. But I, I think, I think we are actually probably going away from some of the stigma of prenups, like as yeah, it, our it, generations like kind of grow up a little bit. It's totally while, becoming like, more of a, a, like you said, a pragmatic, like, hey, yeah. there's no emotion attached to this. It's, it's if, if something, and, and a lot of the prenups can be very fair too. It's not just like, oh, you get zero, I get a hundred. Right? right. It's like, hey, just so we don't have to do this later, God forbid. Right. Let's, it's basically expediting anything that happens poorly after yeah. Up front. So yeah. It's like, okay. 50 50. Uh, yada, yada, yada. You get the dog. I get the car. Yeah. Whatever. whatever, you know, you, things you have in there. So I don't know. Maybe our, maybe our generation's going from our parents' generation of like long, drawn out divorces to yeah. just watching doing divorces more, to being like, yeah, I doing can't more handle that. Paperwork up front so that yeah. if it does end poorly, it's easier, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I am sad for her that she's dealing with this with her parents i want her to know that it's not you're not alone in the camp of like having uh tense relationships with your parents especially in a time of change where a big mm -hmm. time of change for you um know that most parents i'm not saying this exists for everyone but many people's parents are really trying to come from a place of protection of their own offspring uh, and it's, so, it's the a natural reaction to sort of be like f the man get out of my hair mom and dad off. pissed yeah. off and I, I like where you're coming from like be re be receptive and not that you're accepting everything they're saying right but but just but sit down and listen because that's the first step to them of being like okay we're we're getting through to her and and we can work we can talk about right. this versus party a says i want you to do this and party b is like fuck you no way and then right. the conversation's over yeah and that and then it only breeds and know that discomfort. the conversation is going to get really heated and you're probably going to cry and it's going to be terrible but try while you're in it to just like stay calm yeah. listen to what they have to say even if you do it and then you leave and you're like fuck that i'm not right i don't believe anything they just but, said but lay all your cards on the table yeah let, let them lay their cards on the table and then have a better idea of how to move on to the next step yeah next one this one's mostly for Sally, but I'm happy to take all the advice I can get. I got you. I have a weak stomach and my wife is giving birth in six weeks. I want to be a rock for her. I know she's anxious about birth and I honestly think she's more worried about me than she is to go through the physical health, um, mostly because she's a tough broad and I'm a baby back bitch. <laughs> How can I be there, read, conscious for her when she's bringing kicking, screaming, fluid code life into the world? By overthinking <laughs> this, how did Will support you pre, during, and postpartum? I don't know if fluid coded was necessary there. Yeah. I mean, it is true. I'm I'm sure, but okay. Painting a picture. Uh, it, it, you you can be as involved in childbirth as you want to be. Um, There's the old saying: "Are you above or below the wall?" Right? Yeah. So, one here's some like just actual tips I have. Mm. Number one, if you're really squeamish, I would. Put that, say that up front with your doctor and also any nurses that are taking care of you. Be like, hey, I'm, 
not good with needles. I'd like, I I can't watch this. I really want to be here, but I also don't want to pass out. So like, please warn me. And most people, especially if you give them the heads up, are going to be like, okay, we're not going to like try. Anytime yeah. I am in C-sections and the husband's like, I don't want to see anything. Yeah. I'm not forcing them to stand up. I like totally make it their choice. Yeah. No one's going to force you to do anything. You can still be there next to her head and not have to like see stuff. Yeah, this is not uh, the medical professional's first rodeo. Here. Right. They they are, they have. We are used this. to feigning dads all the time. <laughs> my my dad when my mom got the epidural, it's a rather long needle, um, mm -hmm. and he passed out about and, ten centimeters. Uh, oh, and my my mom was so mad because she had one nurse on her and he had four. My dad was a big big fella. Yeah. Trying to pick him up off the floor. Yeah. She's like, wait, I'm the one going through this. And, and what's funny, at least you know up front, because we yeah. have dads who are like, I'll be fine, and then they pass out, <laughs> and that's less fun. Uh, so, yeah, my number one thing, epidural, most mm. anesthesiologists worth their, you know, it, who are good are going to tell you to either get out of the room or to sit in front of her. So when I got my epidural with – when. With Fritz, Will was in the room and he just sat in front of me. He like didn't see anything that was going on. Sat, like you're on, you're, you turn on your side, right? No, you're sitting up. Okay. You're oh, sitting up just... in bed and they literally just ha sat him on a stool right in front of me. Got and it. And he okay. just like held my hand. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, there you go. We pretty much tell every dad that. Like do not. So there, we're behind them working and we have the dad in front so they can't see anything we're doing really i mean you could if you were really paying attention you could see us pick up a needle or something like that sure. but if you're if you're just focusing on your wife's face whatever yeah but if you need to leave the room leave the room like an mm -hmm. epidural is not that big of a deal she will be fine she's not gonna know like she's gonna just be happy she's getting relief it's yeah. gonna be fine the nurse yeah. will be there so if you need to be like hey i'm gonna step out we we send people out all the time okay for that reason, because we would much rather them not faint than be in there and then faint and same thing. Like they're having to deal with the dad versus like taking care of the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like a special code, like yeah. code dad, <laughs> man down, no, person down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what they'll do is they'll so either sit in front of her and like focus on her face and yeah. help her breathe. Both of you can breathe together, or just be like, if you don't mind, I'm going to step out. Then when it comes to childbirth itself, the pushing things like that. For the most part, it's as involved as you want to be. I also think give, when it's, give my man the forceps. <laughs> yeah, when it's your child, and when you are watching um, it happen for your own kid, I think it's a lot different than like seeing it on a movie or hearing someone's birth story about it or whatever, because it's your kid. And I'm right. not saying that you're like watching a baby crown out of her vagina being like that's my son like freaking out but you also it's just a different experience it's like i you you tolerate it better yeah. than you would like seeing the same way that like you would tolerate like getting a giant cut in your finger than you would seeing a giant cut on someone else's finger you or know like you know you know tmi like your own your own wiping your own kids but or right. or your own kid throwing up is on like, you versus like another kid throwing up on you. Yeah, exactly. So at least that's how I picture it. But also, if she's either in a C-section, you just stay behind the curtain. Stay you don't have to. The wall. You, yeah, don't you don't have to stand up and watch. You don't have to do any of that. Yeah, I think I'm out on organs. Yeah. yeah, and then if if she's having a vaginal birth, you just stay by her head. Yeah. And like, they're gonna want you to like coach her anyway. So just be like, I don't really want to be down there. Like, I'm not part of that uh and that's fine they're not expecting you to like deliver the baby yeah the one of my <laughs> i love this story hey, do you want to you want to help with the, so there uh... are there are a lot of times they'll let dad especially if it's like the second kid like catch oh so wow they like that's get them in a gown of, and like a lot let of him, pressure like... so i i tell the story a lot i'm not gonna say the names okay but <laughs> one of my friends was giving birth the baby is crowning they're like They'll, they'll ask mom sometimes, like, do you want a mirror so you can see what's happening? Oh. Sometimes that helps. A lot of people will say no, but some people want to see okay. it because they want to, like, it helps them, like, push and oh, things like that. Okay. Again, totally person dependent. No one's forcing you to look at anything. But the nurse goes <laughs> to to my friend, the dad, was like, do you want to touch baby's head? So baby's head is like, it's just the hair coming out. And he basically, like, palms the baby's head. <laughs> 
that's crowning out of her vagina. And the nurse goes, wow, no one's ever taken us up on that before. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just my friend. Like he, he, I think caught their second baby. Like he was like in it. Like if you ask Drew, like Drew straight up after my Uh nephew Bam was born, my brother-in-law Drew literally was like, I will be at your birth. I'm going to go back and be a nurse so I can like deliver babies. This Dude is my just, jam. Dude He's like into it. When Lily was getting the epidural, birth. he kept like sneaking his head around the side to like ask the anesthesiologist questions like how oh big the needle God. was and like this and that. <laughs> so there are people who like love that. And then okay. there are people who are like, don't fucking involve me. And it's okay. Yeah. The ba- The best advice I have is they are used to squeamish dads. So like mm-hmm. if if getting the IV is making you sick or any of that, just be like, I'm going to look away for a second. You're not not being there for your wife. You're not being a pussy. Like just yeah. be upfront. They're they're used to it. And they'll tell you like, hey, we're about to do this. You want to look away or look mm-hmm. down at your phone or whatever you need to do. You can still hold her hand and not be looking at what's going on. Yeah. Still giving words of affirmation and not be staring at her vagina. It's yeah. fine. Like, let's breathe. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. And then if you want to do the vagina stuff, hey, go for it, man. But yeah. And then postpartum, just like back and call. If you yeah. need something, just uh, not that I have experience, but that would I would imagine like, hey, you are uh you are a servant for a little bit. Yeah. So I postpartum mostly is not even the physical stuff, it's more the emotional stuff. Sure. So you're just there to like cry, support. laugh. Offer uh, any support you can. A lot anxiety. of times, a lot of moms are doing it themselves. Like especially if she's breastfeeding, there's really not a lot you can do. Okay. So just be available to change diapers, wash mm-hmm. bottles or pump parts, like do laundry, do all the other stuff that she can't really do because she's focusing on feeding a human. Herself. Yeah. Yeah. Miracle of life. Miracle of life. Let's do the next one, Sal. Hey guys. Uh, I've been in a relationship for about five months, and things are great. No complaints. He checks all the boxes. We have a lot of fun together, and we are aligned on a lot of things you'd hope to be aligned on. I have, though, found myself missing some of the guys I used to date. I don't want a sexual relationship with them, but truly just miss our friendship. Is it inappropriate to see if there's a friendship still there? And if I do, how do I tell my boyfriend about this dynamic? Do I have to disclose that we used to date and hook up. Truly not wanting anything romantic or sexual. I'm just missing having some people in my life. Ooh, Randy had an immediate. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know if it's a terrible idea. I think it's a idea. terrible idea. <laughs> uh, it, it really depends on I- intention here and there's like how how close are you trying to are you trying to get coffee with people? Are you trying to in, integrate them into your relationship now as friends? And can the can your partner be okay with them being friends with you? Like I don't. It, it's certainly a sticky situation, but I don't know if it's totally undoable. I think this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Okay. If I was dating okay. a girl for okay. five months and she started talking to her ex again, I'd be like, "All right, what's going on here?" And if she's like, "Oh, we're just friends," I'm like, well, yeah. "That's kind of disrespectful no. to me too." Like, okay. Okay. I think this I is a terrible you. idea. You're just getting weirdly, I think, cold feet of just being committed right. to this new guy. I think that mm. that's a perfect explanation, Randy. The only exception I have for this is if you, any of these guys exist in your friend group, and then that has like heated, you know, mm-hmm. that's kept you from being in like a group setting i think that's possible to be around an ex if it's a friend group if it's a friend group and you're like you're just being around each other again but you're not like going out of your way to like have phone conversations with them or like get coffee with them okay uh, the thing about an ex being a friend with an ex is like unless it Unless you already were friends with them beforehand, before this mm-hmm. relationship, and you had that friendship, and like we were answering the question of like he's not cool with me being friends with an ex, that's a different story. But being like, I'm gonna strike up some friendships with my exes, like that's yeah. Also, your exes are gonna think you're trying to like get back together. Yeah, I was gonna this say, is bad idea. The all only around. way this works is if there's if every if this is all in the open. This cannot be like behind. But I would be like offended. I totally agree with Randy. If I if I was dating someone okay. and they're like. I'm gonna start texting my ex again, like just because I miss her friendship. I'd be like, yeah, no. Fuck that, off. When you when you put it that way, it's like, ugh. Uh, I and I actually completely agree with your assessment that she's getting cold feet. I think yeah. she, mm, okay, they're they're getting 
it's just getting a little too deep in. And By the way, like, I think this is, this is a he in this situation. Oh, sorry. Um, I, th I think I left out the the first part, but I think it's a. Uh, no, it says he checks all the boxes. It's a. Oh, it's, it's a, a. Oh, male relationship. Male, okay. Male, male. Okay. Sorry. Either either way. Either way. Yeah, either way. Right, right. His exes, I think, uh, like for me. I just would have a problem with this. Like yeah, no, being I, the person in the I relationship. It. I was trying to kind of like, oh, like, I don't know. But no, I get it. I get it. It's next time be friends with your exes before you start dating somebody. Yeah. And then and then you can present that okay. to him like we, Hey, we've been friends. We broke we've up. We've been friends. Okay. Yeah. I, it, I, yeah. It's a bad idea because the person you're currently dating is gonna be like, what the hell? Yeah. Your exes are gonna think you're trying to get back together. And if you're just saying, like, oh, it's nothing sexual. Uh, it's a slippery slope. That it I certainly was there, sexual so. at one point. It's tough to explain that. If if you even like no, like I'd keep the anything one on one. Yeah. Out of it. Yeah. That's tough. Sorry, man. If you want them back that bad, break up with your current boyfriend. There you go. Go yeah. back. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Nip that one in the bud. <laughs> that was a quick one. Sally. Dear Brett and Sally, my long term girlfriend dumped me fairly recently. I'm sorry. She's someone I had intended to spend my life with. Double sorry. <laughs> Double sorry that I just laughed. And I really didn't see it coming at all. And honestly, I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty okay with it. Some days more than others, but overall doing doing I'm feeling pretty yeah. great. Sorry, I lost my line there. And simply moving forward with a new perspective in hindsight, I'm seeing some really not awesome parts about the relationship. Here's the part I'm struggling with. Uh, I've of course been talking a lot to close friends and family, and there are a lot of people who never really thought it was a good relationship. One of my very best friends told me that he never thought she treated me well, and that I clearly had to do a lot of gymnastics to accommodate her, and that I was constantly in the problem solver role. A couple other close friends both told me that I seemed to have a more positive demeanor when they saw me without my ex than with me, and even more conversations that are pretty much more of the same. I know it's I know that I'm not, but it's pretty hard to not feel like an idiot right now. So this kind of goes back to what I was with the prenup girl. Sure. Um, it's really hard for people to tell you who care about you mm -hmm. that they don't support someone that you're in a relationship with, especially if it's a long term, like I'm in love with this person. Totally. Yeah. That's really difficult. Mm hmm. So then when everyone comes out of the woodworks afterwards. And it feels like piling on. And it feels like, like piling on. You're like, you hated them the whole time. You didn't want to like tell me that. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people don't want to because they are hoping that you're going to figure it out yourself. Sure. And they don't want to interfere mm -hmm. in your relationship. And most of the time will not even take the, you know, step of warning you until it gets serious enough that you are going to like marry them or move in with them or whatever it may be. Right. Um, I think that that is how many of my friends and myself have operated with each other mm -hmm. because you don't want to be the person meddling in someone else's relationship. Having had someone do this to me, their reasoning was like terrible for the person I was dating at the time. Like yeah. the, the reason that they didn't like him was because of like, I was spending too much time with him sure. versus like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, you, it, so it comes, it almost puts a, I think the reason that people don't do this for their friends is because it puts a, it puts a wedge between you and your friend. Cause then I, mm -hmm. I stopped talking to this friend for a little bit right? because I was pissed at her. Um, so people like your siblings and your parents and your friends probably aren't telling you because they, I, you know, I think, I think it's a little easier for a family member to tell you cause you're like stuck with them and your family members like also will tell you if you don't look at an outfit and you can't like be mad at them you know what right. i'm saying yeah exactly, exactly so it's a little bit easier for a parent or a sibling to be like hey we like she's not my favorite totally but again they probably won't do that until you're getting really serious but it's harder for a friend because they're like i don't want to risk my relationship with this person mm -hmm. my friendship by telling them that i hate their girlfriend totally makes sense so i know that he feels like an idiot but also know that your friends clearly care about you mm -hmm. and don't feel like they don't care about you just because they didn't say anything in the moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and to, def I guess, defend this guy a little bit, like friends see the, I don't know, the, every once in a while, the, the things they see in the relationship and they can be bad or, or harmful or whatever they might be. And they're going to tell you something or wait till after in this case. And there's also good parts too, that you're obviously with somebody for a long time and like, they yeah. don't see all the good parts. 
And so there's a reason you stick around. And right. Yeah. So like there's there's both there's internal conflicts that you have with your partner and yourself. And then there's the external ones that people kind of see differently or their demeanor or whatever it might be. So I I get where this guy is coming from with it. Um, but going forward, you also learn a lot from these things. Like, oh, this person treated me this way. I didn't realize at the time that's how I felt about it or how people saw that. And now you learn going forward. I mean, you learn in any long-term relationship. So I think it's sort of a net positive for you here. Um, yeah. It sounds like he's moving on with it. Um, but yeah, totally agree that it's, it's uh, I don't know. It, it's, it makes sense from where your friends are coming from. Yeah. And, and um, the, yeah, exactly what you said. You're with her for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Even if the relationship got pretty rocky at the end, but you stayed with that person for a reason. 100%. Um, and not everyone gets to see that. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. I don't feel like an idiot. Know yeah. that, but honestly learn from like the points they're making that if you kind of agree with them, you're like, you know what? I was like mm -hmm. catering a lot to her and like I was just use that to grow for your next relationship. Learn, grow, and communicate, Sally. Mel and Credo. Yeah. Uh, last one. Uh, hi, Mel and Yang. I'm a 29-year-old single guy and just bought slash moved into my first home. That being said, the budget for Christmas gifts is tight this year. What are your recommendations for budget-friendly and thoughtful gifts? For context, I will be shopping for mom, dad, siblings, niece who's four, and nephew who is one. Um, okay. First of all, I'm going to just put this out there. I, you're like being a great son, brother, uncle by getting presents, but you can also always say mm -hmm. to like your family, like, Hey, bought a new house. Siri, y'all cool. Like not doing gifts. Yeah. That's always an option. Totally. I know people don't want to do that, but we've done that with like any of our family because I mean, on my side, it's a lot of siblings. We're like, hey, we're going to just focus on the kids this year. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do like sibling gifts. Yeah. And then even with Will's family last year, like his sister's like, hey, are we like, can we not? Like, let's just like get a present for mom and dad and like not do each other, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I think if, if you are comfortable having that conversation, that's always a good place to start. Like most parents are going to be like, do not give me a gift. Like, you know, and same with siblings. For me, I'm always like, if I'm going to spend money, I'd rather it be on the kids. Yeah. Because, like, they're the ones who are getting the Christmas magic. Well, because uh, there's that. And because adults buy stuff they want. For themselves. For they themselves. have disposable yeah. income. And right. they can. Kids kids do not. That, right. And therein lies the, the Christmas equation. So if you can talk to your siblings and your parents, be like, hey, I'm just going to get niece and nephew something. Is it, yeah. Hey, just bought a house. Don't give me anything. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get so-and-so who's four and so-and-so who's one stuff. But you guys cool with skipping out on like us? We'll do a card or yeah, bottle of wine exchange, whatever it might be. But yeah, yeah. If that's possible, do that. Yeah. That's my number one. But okay. number my next one is okay. So for niece and nephew, four and one. Honestly, again, ask your siblings like, hey, mm -hmm. what should I? First of all, it's always nice to ask somebody with kids, what should I get the kids? Yeah, because. Like in our case, our kids have a bunch of shit that like I don't even want myself right now. Like mm -hmm. I don't want it in our house. I don't want more stuff on top of that. So they might tell you like, please don't get this. Or they may say like, hey, she really wants this Barbie. So then you yeah. like know straight away. A one-year-old like get them like a little like tricycle or something on Amazon. Yeah. Like Fritz, somebody gave Fritz like a little like little tricycle he can like ride around by like walking without pedals, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like 30 bucks. Easy. Knee hockey. Best gift for a little kid. Yeah. Uh, someone gave Fritz for his first birthday a bubble lawnmower. Oh, yeah. Like a bu any bubble machine. Cheap, easy. Kids fucking love it. Yeah, kid toys are, are cheap. Kids love toys. I wouldn't go like you know, clothes or whatever. You don't, you don't need to get the, the four-year-old needs a Barbie dream house. Yeah. Get her like one Barbie or, you know, one... I don't even know what four-year-old girl's like at this point. I... Uh, I, I Brought Randy in his mic up on this because he's gift giver extraordinaire. Yeah, he uh, but he makes gifts, correct? Yes. Yes, and first of all, let me be the first to say congratulations on your new home. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Congrats. We didn't even do it. I'm sorry. Well, that's why I was the first. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you guys have pretty much killed this one already. Like, talk to your parents and 
your siblings. I don't, I don't think anyone's really expecting. You're single and you're 29. They're not expecting much from you. The, one gift per person at max. That's how, what it is. How are your gifts coming along this year? <sighs> don't ask. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm still working on that painting for my niece, and uh, it, it might turn into her birthday gift instead uh, of Christmas see. gift. We'll okay. see how that Got goes. It. One thing I'll say that's thoughtful uh, and budget-friendly for mom, dad, and siblings um, – Rachel actually got one of these for me. It's a Pyrex with uh, a my dad's mac and cheese recipe uh, oh. in, engraved on the on the on the glass. Oh, I and love that. You can do that. it for like pie sheets. So if you have something that like like a your, family a recipe, family or something that your mom made or your dad made or something that's just meaningful and something that they're going to use a bunch that yeah. they don't necessarily know they want. Uh, I've since turned around and done that for somebody else, I'm getting a gift. So it's like that's that's a really good thoughtful one that I yeah. I really appreciate it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. We're cool. I was also gonna say like no self-respecting adult's gonna be pissed if you don't give them a gift. Right. Yeah. Nobody's Personally. Like, like, well, like well, in, in the same vein of like people people over the age of like twenty one who expect you to remember their birthday, like unless they're your significant other, like mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. My my sister and I, we always get something like now is a little bit different. But we used to just Venmo each other like fifty bucks back and forth. Yeah, my parents like, were still alive. He's like, all right, no, got no, it. You're like, I got it now. Now I'm, now I'm it like, back to you. Pam, give me your whole list, like yeah, boom, down the list. But we we normally in the past few years have either done Secret Santa with my siblings, so like mm-hmm. each of us gets one person because like giving a gift to all uh, like siblings and significant others. It's just like right. not going to happen. I'm not going to give every single person in my family. You guys got you, you, you add by the, by the year. Right. Seems. So we're, I think we might be doing that again this year. And then we usually all pull together and buy my parents a gift together. Yeah. That's cool. Which is another option. Like you can say to the siblings, like, Hey, you want to like get mom this, you know, this set of wine glasses she wants together. Or do or like, like uh, yeah, or do it like a sibling dinner or something yeah. where you guys chip in and like, hey, you know, white elephant would be fun too if you want to do it like more of a funny way to get everybody involved in gift giving. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of ways around it. But like you said, to, to lead it off, you can talk with them and be like, hey, I bought a house. Do you guys mind if we just get bottles of wine for each other this year or something? Just yeah. something, you know, so. Like a nice throw blink. It's always a, a great one for parents. There you go. Something that people just use every day that they're like, oh, yeah. like I need towels desperately. This Honestly, year. like, can't wait to get towels for my sister. Like a, a picture of you. Like Ooh. moms fucking love that. Yeah, an aura frame, perhaps non-spawn that goes Is through the, the digital. Uh, yeah, want non-spawn on this podcast. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, yeah, that'll do it for us today, Sally. Any shower thoughts before we bounce? No, I have a lot on my plate. So a lot I on gotta, your plate. I'm gonna go. We're about to go take Christmas card photos. Oh, let's go. Yeah. How's that going to go? Well, we already took our Christmas card photos for our Christmas card. We're taking Christmas card photos for my parents' Christmas card. Oh. The 40th one. There we go. 40th Christmas. That's big. Your 40th. So. That's right. Oh, did it? uh, You can always do ornaments too. Ornaments that mean something. Oh, ornaments are, yeah. Yeah. Great. Moms and dads eat those up. Oh, did Will tell you that our tree fell over? No. Was it the fault of your. Son, other son, or your dog? My dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, our tree, which honestly, I'm saying this, and I haven't done it yet, but if you have small children, you should probably tether your trees to the wall. You can just do it with, with fishing <laughs> okay. line. Yeah. I've actually seen that, and people being like, you need to do this, mm-hmm. and I didn't, and I'm very, very glad that neither of my sons were nearby when it happened, but basically, Rosie's bed was near the tree and will ordered her to go get on her place and she ran he had like a treat and she ran and the bed slid (gasps) ran into the tree the tree falls over all of our ornaments are like glass hand blown like you know mass chaos only like 10 of them broke shockingly okay uh some nothing that can't be replaced okay Nothing irreplaceable, but Hopefully. some some nice Christopher Radko ones. I was pretty bummed about, but oh, that's tough. I mean, I literally looked at it and I was like, "Our whole tree's gone." That was hundreds of dollars, and then and then we oh, picked no. up the tree, and a lot of it had actually not okay broken. So we ended up God. being okay. We ended up being okay, but oh, then Fritz got like really upset. I just that's I just picture the scene, just like it's like well, and he like wants <laughs> to come help, and there's shattered glass everywhere. Yeah. 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 And like Rosie's sprinting. It was it was yeah. a nightmare for about <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> We're good now, though. There you go. Uh, we are the Mailing Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number, 888-362-6245. That's 888-362-MAIL. 
Or you can write in at the link to the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Where can the people find you, Sal? Tally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both those platforms. And we will not see y'all next week. Not next week. We're I'll be out. in uh, L.I. L.I.? L.I. Hanging out with the uh, Cali dude. Oh, can't wait, dude. It's going to be sick. Will, Will and I are going to be the Great Smoky Mountains. Ooh. Yeah. Tennessee whiskey. Let's ride. Yeah. So we'll see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks. Bye.